Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We welcome in as we get postseason. We've been waiting a long time. Finally, uh, we get it underway, and we're joined by the general manager, Brian Cashman. Cash, welcome. Thank you for coming on. Nice to see you. Good to be here, man. All right. uh, Time to get it rolling. I mean... You had a lot of time to think about this. You know, you were out in front with a big lead. You knew you were going to be here. Here you are, finally. So it's, it, it took a long, did it take, was it, did it seem like it took a long time to yes. get here? Yeah, I feel like, you know, we're used to technology where if you DVR something, you can just fast forward through the commercials if you want. I wanted to fast forward to get to this date, but uh, you had to wait it out. An unusual season, to say the least. Uh, you were able to, and you and your people deserve an incredible amount of credit with the, the gems you could uncover which you did uh, that produced for you, Urshela, Mabin, Ford, etc., etc. Uh, first of all, you probably never had more injuries. Secondly, you got to be very proud of the way the guys filled in. Yeah, I tell you what. Uh, first and foremost, yes, the injuries were you know horrific uh, level, but somehow we were able to survive and thrive, and that's a great credit to our our analysts, our pro scouting department, our amateur scouting department to put, produce enough talent in various pers- uh, spots where when we had to turn to them or trade for them. It was plug and play, and and they excelled. So uh, it's that that's been something to be proud of. Yes. And you've had listen. You're not at full strength here. You don't have Batances. You don't have uh, Hicks. You don't have Armand because of what happened with him. So those are some key losses here. You know that you're missing in the series. Yeah, unfortunately, the, you know those are part of. It. I still remember. I've been around long enough when we placed the played the Braves in '96, and they didn't have justice, if I remember right, uh, when we played them in the World Series and beat them. So. Um, you know, that's just part of the game. You know, nobody has everybody that they want to have or they hope to have. And, and uh, so, but our whole season so far has been defined by going with what you've got and, and making it, you know, enough. All right. Uh, considering how you've had to patch this back together, considering where you are, do you feel comfortable that you're as healthy and as ready as you can be? I don't know if I'm ever comfortable. I'm wired the opposite. I always, you know, worry about all, everything and, and uh, you know, I trust our guys i trust our process we're in a good place we we earned the right to be here now let's take our shot you know and see where it takes us i mean there's some guys that don't have as many at bats as maybe you'd want come into this like stanton or an encarnacion or whatever but none of that matters do you feel good about Stanton? let's start with Stanton. do you feel good from what you saw that in the short sample that you showed do you feel it feels as good as i can i mean i feel like he's healthy i feel like he's put himself in the best position possible to, to succeed and and again it's uh you know he's gonna get his minimum four at bats and and let's see what happens. And, and uh, so I feel he is in a position every at-bat to be a massive threat. And then, uh, you know, it's just how, how you know, he handles them, how they handle him and in that batter-pitcher confrontation. Talk to me about the uh, LeMayo situation, about you bringing him in. Uh, I saw a thing this past week. Cash had to be sold on him. You weren't sold on him in the beginning. Tell me the story of LeMayo. Well, essentially, uh, I had three people in my office uh, constantly reinforcing, hey, DG, uh, and those three people were Mike Fishman, our assistant general manager, David Grabner, our director of quantitative analysis. You like analysis. to give these guys credit. So uh, that's true, yeah. And, and then uh, Matt Ferry, he's our director of baseball ops. And so those guys kept pounding the table, pounding the table, pounding All the table. All for LeMayu. 
off of LeMayo. It's like, hey, take a look at this guy. My obviously reaction would be anybody else's reaction. Hey, you got us. We already have a second baseman. You know, DJ played his entire career at second, Gold Glover. And uh, so then you swing into the pro scouting side. Yeah, makeup's great. Jim Hendry had him as the Cubs GM when he was drafted at LSU. Knows the player intimately. You know, Theo eventually traded him to, to Colorado. And he's like, this guy can play third. He can play first. And so essentially the front office personnel were saying he can be an everyday versatile guy and a different way to go if we don't, you know, go Machado, for instance. And, uh, and so walk me through it. Over time, I got on board with it. I stayed in touch with Joel Wolf, the agent, and then eventually uh, we got the deal done, and uh, it's been a game-changer for us. It's been unbelievable. And then Ashella, How about getting Ashella? Because Ashella's also been a very big factor for you guys. Yeah, Gio was a guy that uh, we've always tried to acquire. We so you liked him before. You, you liked him in the past. So you yeah. liked what you saw in him, even though he hadn't hit much. Yeah, we liked him. As a matter of fact, people probably forget. He started against us at third base during the Cleveland right. series, turning the clock back. And so we were certainly impressed with his defense. It, which is excellent. Right? And he was young, under controllable. We thought they, you know, he'd be a nice get. Uh, I tried to get him through Cleveland, was unable to. As a matter of fact, I tried to get him as the third piece as part of that Andrew Miller deal with the Indians. They refused. Uh, eventually, he gets moved on to Toronto, and we're able to buy him from cash from Toronto as he was on the verge of expiring on being at that option. So we dropped him in AAA Scranton for two months just to evaluate his versatility at short and second to see if he could be a utility player going into the next year. Uh, and it turned out to be, and we were able to resign him, and it turned out to be something more. So in, in his case, what he's done... He's I taken gotta, the opportunity. He's taken the opportunity, but, but none of us saw the, the player and the impact on the offensive side that he's provided. Essentially, he's become Manny Machado, so to speak, with the defense and the offense, and, and he's been a game-changer for us. Uh, I can't throw a bouquet really anybody's way other than the fact that we did value the player as an insurance policy to Andahar. Nothing more than that, but nothing like what he's provided. He's provided amazing both sides of the ball impact. You know, four or five years ago, when you were just about to go through the rebuilding phase, when A-Rod and Jeter were getting old and everyone was getting old, you did an interview with me and you said, we're going to get younger, we're going to get more versatile. You've clearly done that. I mean, baseball's gone that way, but you've clearly done that. You've gotten younger, and you've gotten more versatile by design. So you've got to be happy with the plan that you put in place, say, four years ago. You were rebuilt without ever getting having a losing season. Most years made at least the wild card game. Uh, but now you're back to being a top team and with a core that has a lot of young guys. Yeah, no, we are proud. I mean, the operation, which obviously runs under Hal Steinbrenner, I mean, we're all in alignment. Uh, you know, everybody's pulling the same direction, and that's vitally important to any operation so you don't get misstepped here or there. And so we've essentially really communicated well, and things have fallen in place, and some of the targets really have worked out for us, thankfully, and f mostly for our fan base because that's the ultimate. Now, October is the key. You know, obviously we put ourselves in a position to take a shot, and we all know that this is all about trying to win a championship. And so we feel good about how this team is wired. And under Boone, who's on a second year now, he's really got a great culture uh, he's built down there with the, of unity with these guys. And they're hungry, uh, but, you know, they're going to have to go through some other hunger teams too. But we all know something. You can build a team, and you have to, to win 100 games. You get in the postseason, things have to bounce the right way. you got to get the right hit at the right time. You can be a really good club and not win a World Series. I mean, a lot of teams do that every year. We saw already two good teams sent home just in that cage match of a wild card team. I think one of them off the top minute where they won 94, 95, yep. six games or something like that, and Oakland sitting home. And they, they anybody could have four teams playing right now that have won 100 games this year. Yeah. Anybody could have looked at Oakland, for instance, and said, you know what, I can see how they could win the whole thing. And, and so you're right. Th this is about the best and the cream of the crop. And if you don't play your best – baseball during this these short series 
you know, you're going to be in trouble. Are you comfortable with your starting pitching? You didn't go out and get another guy. You know, there was a lot of talk about would you go get another pitcher and would you not. How do you feel about your starting rotation right now? I feel good. I mean, I'm glad that Sebi came back. Obviously, it's a tough blow to lose a Herman, who is one of the American League's best pitchers. Uh, but Tanaka, obviously, has been throwing well here in the second half. Paxton's been throwing extremely well in the second half. And being, you know, those guys being what they're capable of being with Sebi being a late join to the party, you know, it helps, you know, fortify the strength that we already have which is the bullpen so so at the end of the day Booney's lined up to decide when and where to deploy you know the high leverage assets coming out of the pen but hopefully we can ride some of these starters early and hopefully they can find a way to navigate this twins lineup you know I never heard uh, people so adamant or I don't remember anybody ever varying about Torres being a star uh, from when you were looking to trade for him from anybody who had him in the minors, anybody I talked to who handled him in the minors, everyone said, oh, future star, future star, future star. No one ever said, I've never seen a player where everyone was so in line about a guy, and he's turned out to be that good. Yeah, and even better, because I don't think... Any he's of us, a great player now. Any, he yeah. really is. He's got a you know, slow heartbeat, but the power potential And he exceeded. plays second and short, and, yeah, and his 38 you, home runs. I'm glad you brought that up, because again, there is a, like, how's he going to handle shortstop? And, and, you know, we played around, you know, people forget we had Troy Tuwitzki coming yep. in here and and uh, it was between Troy and and and, uh, and Glaber kind of handling short in the absence of uh, Didi Troy goes down early it has to be Glaber we didn't miss a beat he was fantastic and so and, and then the season he's had is a season he's had to bounce as a rookie you know a, a second year player between short and second which isn't easy either no. because you know the arm strength never missed he, a know, beat he didn't miss a beat and hit know. 38 home runs that's yeah, the home run part of it we knew he had power but he's, you know, a much higher level. But I know the balls are flying out of the park everywhere. Right. But what he's done this year was a lot higher than we would have projected. Well, how about the, you know, uh, you got a bounce back here from Sanchez. I know people want, you see, everyone's expectations for Sanchez are so high. That you forget, look how many home runs he hit. I mean, my God, the guy, you don't get catches hitting home runs like that. If I turn the clock back to the wintertime, like, we would be talking openly about our whole season depends on, like, a guy, Gary Sanchez returning to form. We had our under the radar uh, numbers and stuff that led us to believe last year wasn't anywhere near as bad as people thought. We thought right. it was hit still the ball a lot harder and everything. Didn't else, get didn't right? get any you know uh, results for a right. lot of typical impact from the previous years. So we thought we we had the same guy. That's why I was unwilling to trade him, unwilling to move on him. The smart teams that were trying to get him from us realized, hey, this is one of the best in the game at this position, and what we needed it to be reinforced with him showing up back to where he the all star level he was this year for our season to be defined as what we wanted to be and he has he's been a big big key as expected as hoped so i gotta throw a a lot of you know shade his way of thank you buddy because he's really a, a difference maker for and how club. about the year gardner's had oh my god i mean think about that gardner yeah. you know people are starting to phase Gardner out now he's in center field every day he hit 28 home runs yeah i mean again uh great that, second half these type of seasons makes you daydream of hey this could be a magic carpet ride because when you start getting some things especially exponentially more than you would expect from people that's where some greatness can come and and we want that to carry through october but guardy has been so we've never been off of guardy we've always been on guardy we've always been big fans of him more so than anybody else in the game and uh even stay with him last year as as his season wasn't what he typically produces but again our underlying data behind and we talked to guardy last year behind the scenes keep doing what you're doing your season's actually better than it looks just you know you're impacting the baseball and he's been able to just carry this year and carry us in a, in a way that was so special with all these injuries too uh, i see where Didi's batting tonight 
and I, I kind of get the idea that you guys might be a little worried about Didi right now. Are you concerned that Didi isn't healthy or just has his – which his numbers haven't been good of late. I still think he's been incredibly clutch. He's always answered the bell in the big moment. I still – you know, and guys, I think, have a have – a, you know, when they do that, they have a habit of doing it a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a really good postseason here. But he has struggled a lot in his last 100 at-bats or so. Are you concerned that from what you've seen from Didi? I'm not concerned about his health whatsoever. I recognize that he hasn't had the season that he, you know, that he's capable of having. And now you're in the second season of October. He has a chance to have you know, his coming out party. Right. Um, obviously, that's another thing I credit Boone. He's going with him. He's staying with him. He knows the abilities at, at the defensive side. It's short at the offensive side that he's capable of. And, and so whatever's happened in, in the regular season, turn the page. Uh, postseason now, he has a chance to change, uh, flip the script. Uh, that old saying, Reggie Jackson you know, might have struck out his first three at-bats. If he's got the bat in his hand, he can change the storyline as they're writing upstairs, he's the GOAT. You know, Didi's going to have a chance to change the, the entire perception of what his second half was since the injury by just doing what he's capable of doing. And he's not a guy who panics. Uh, he, he'll recognize, yeah, this didn't play out the way it was. But he knows that none of it's going to matter when he comes to the plate or goes, you know, feels those ground balls always capable of here in October against his twin team, and he could be a big difference maker as he's, as he's already been for this franchise. I mean, who replaces Derek Jeter and allows you not to miss a beat at this stage? That's a hard thing to do. He was able to do it, so we trust him implicitly. That's why he's getting the chance to continue playing. What has Boone brought to this team in these two years? Just a real calm, you know, he, he's in alignment. You know, uh, we've been lucky. We've had great managers from Tory, and before Tory, Showalter, Tory, uh, Girardi, and now Boone, he's developing into a great manager as well. So uh, he he's in alignment. He's got a, uh, a great demeanor and an uh, amazing way to communicate. The players trust him. Uh, he allows them just to relax and, and, and play the way he does. He's got the same attributes I thought Tory did, which is those calm bombs. He was an out-of-the-box higher, though. So, you know, what was it that you saw? I mean, here's a guy who was a player. Uh, you know, good player, not a great player, good player. Had his moments, as we know. Uh, doing a broadcaster. And you make him the Yankee manager, which is, you know, Yankee manager, no experience, is a, is a tough, that's a, that's, a, that's a tall order. And, and he's handled very He's handled the media great. He's handled every chore great. I mean, he's had a lot of success. He hasn't had bad days. But the point is he's still very comfortable in his skin. You can see that. But what is it that you saw when you interviewed him that, you, that made you make that jump? I mean, the, our interview process is, is pretty buttoned up. So I'm really proud of the process. It's designed to lead us to a great candidate. And I was, as, as I was going through it, I didn't, I didn't really have a uh, relationship with Aaron Boone. Even though oh, I, you didn't? Okay. No, even though I traded for Booney. Right. He was only here for two or three months, and he right. blew his knee out. Yep. And then I actually had to be the one that cut him. Yep. Uh, and, you know, he sacrificed his contract with the basketball stuff, and sure. that's how A-Rod came in here. Absolutely, and, yeah. And so uh, at the end of the day, people I respect in the game said, hey, this is someone you should talk to as we were putting together the list. So I put him on the list. You know, he was a dark horse. I was really not expecting anything from him. Blew us away. Checked every box in the interview. So he, the interview was so overwhelming that he, that he moved himself right to the top of the list. That, I mean, it was pencils down. Right. Uh, and then it was just like, this is what I felt like. This is our guy if this is real. Then I had to independently find what everybody else in that meeting, what they thought. And, and he, everything resonated with them equally as they did with me. Now the only question was, would ownership, who wasn't part of that process, would they be willing to trust our recommendation of a guy that's never done it before, replacing a tremendous manager who should be the lead candidate anywhere, probably with Showalter uh, in Girardi? Would they allow someone who's gone off the reservation with no experience as coaching or, or managing, would they let me do that? And I put my name to it, and uh, they said no problem. That They didn't even have to meet him. They said, if that's what you think is the best thing for us, we're going to trust it. And thankfully, 
for all of our sakes, Booney has reinforced that that interview, which you can be fooled in, that interview was real. And uh, and so we're proud of the process and it, proud of him and his staff. You know, you it's funny. Uh, everyone forecast that you would go get one of the big guys, whether it was Harper or Machado, one of the big pitchers. And for whatever reason, it didn't happen. In either case, it didn't happen. More by design or was it just... Uh, it, it, just the way it worked out. I mean, was it something that you stayed away from on purpose, or was it just that it just didn't work out with any of those guys? The way the process for us works is, is you can't really predict where things are going to take you. There's so many, you know, uh, pressure points as you walk through it. So, hey, there's a lot of guys. You know, we, we start our pro meetings with our analyst, and we start prepping out by position, you know, the, the entire available free agent slash trade market. And then you start to gravitate or or – move away from things based on dialogue all right so you have a trade talk on the player that you have targeted next you know he's not available or what they want from you say they ask for Gleyber Torres or Gary Sanchez that's not going to work so all of a sudden now that you know those realistic options become less realistic uh and so that's kind of it's like an ebb and flow of this is becoming more realistic that's becoming more unrealistic and and based on price points by the agents and stuff like that and so it's just it's just a way the things play out you either wind up getting you know, some momentum to something to get done, or you wind up seeing something fade away in the rearview mirror that's not realistic at all. So I can't say going into any process that this is going to happen, this is the way it's going to happen and play out. It's more like we're going to try to see and touch on this, and, and if it stays, if we can stay with it and it seems like this is within reason, then we have a chance to pull something down. If not, you got to turn the page and move on. So it's a and it, you know the way the winter works. It's so unpredictable. Well, take so me to the trade deadline this year. Were you fr- and it ended and it was your only deadline this year. It was a new situation. Uh, did you like the new process? Did you like the new new way they did it this year, or did you not like it? I, I don't have an opinion either. I mean, the only opinion I would have would be buy some more time. You know, did, did, would you uh, vote for August. it to stay this way, or, or you don't? I like would it? push it to probably August tenth or fifteenth. Okay. Buy a little more time, but otherwise, whatever the rules are, just on the let way me know. on the day the deadline ended, were you frustrated that you didn't land the pitcher, or were you saying, "Hey, I made a conscious choice to go with my guys"? Was it more that, or was it more frustration? I'd say frustration because our job constantly is to find a way to improve ourselves but not be stupid by doing it. So so I was disappointed that I was, you know, we had already acquired guys along the way, like and, and winning Canarcion and others right. and stuff like So we had, you know, impact moves already in season, but at the end of the day, this was our last chance, pencils down, to get another deal or deals done to find ways to improve a club that was already projected to be 100 wins. So going into it, it's hard to improve upon a, a team that's going to win 100 or projected to win 100, but it doesn't matter. Your job is still to find a way to get it done as I said, within reason, not being stupid, not get, not acquiring something that would be not as impactful. So we had our targets, but all the targets that we had, you know, that we would have stepped up and paid, paid a lot for, they didn't get moved because, it, in theory, they weren't really available. Our teams changed their position on their availability and decided to double down or triple down and go for it. And so, you know, the the chessboard kind of moved around a little bit. But so the only thing I'm proud of is that we had discipline to not do bad deals or stupid deals or deals that just to cover my butt so I don't get roasted in the press. I knew I would be, you know, beat up on, understandably so, by not doing something, but it wasn't because we didn't want to do something. We definitely wanted to do something, but 
our process had me stand down and and uh i'm glad we had the discipline to do that but i'm disappointed at the same time that i couldn't add more people to the party brian cashman the yanks general manager as we get ready to put the yankees in astros now have a two nothing lead behind verlander right now against the rays uh in the game and that's the first game of that series uh cash you've been doing this a long long time um any of the years when you came into the postseason to yourself or to your closest confidants, did you ever in any of the years say, nobody's beaten us this year? Never once. Not, Not one time. I'm even 98? Everybody does this, how you feel about this. How right. You, I mean, even 98, did you think? So 98, I even told Booney uh, recently, I was talking to him, I was like, geez, you know what, I, I'm wired a certain way. And you were way. down 2-1 to the Indians in 98. And even forgetting yeah. that, I was yeah. like, we're in the World Series against the Padres where we swept them, right? Four yep. games to none. Yep. And uh, and I remember saying, how are we going to beat Kevin Brown, <laughs> Andy Ashby, and Sterling Hitchcock? And people forget Hitchcock and Ashby were throwing the hell out of it. They were. And, uh, and they were down in game one. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I still remember how we got down game one. I still remember... <laughs> The advanced scouting report at the time was Greg Nettles saying Tony Gwynn calls his own hit and run. So if Bip Roberts gets on first base and you see Tony Gwynn take his right foot out of the box and, and touch his helmet, he's calling a hit and run. So Derek Jeter, you stay at shortstop. Do not you know fool the bait because he's going to go through that hole with a, a single or attempted single. So stand your ground for the double play. First inning, Bip Roberts gets on first base. I can't remember how. Here comes Tony Gwynn, steps out. Tups his helmet. I'm in the box going, stand your ground, Jeets, stand your ground, Jeets. Next thing you know, Robert steals second. Jeter gives ground, hit and run. Now it's first and third, nobody out with, I think, Greg Vaughn coming yep. up when he hits a three-run homer, and yep. I'm, I'm furious. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, thankfully, obviously, the that's rest is history. That's the grand slammer. When yep, they had exactly. Langston thinks he had Tino struck out, so, remember, on the 2-2 pitch. So, I mean, it was amazing stuff. But, again, in baseball, nothing goes exactly as planned. Everything so, even in 98 with the super team, you didn't go into the postseason saying to yourself, you know what, no one's beaten us this year. No, I, Not one time. Never, ever. So I just, Do you I feel think, the well, same all, way about more? Do you always feel the same way no matter what going into the postseason? Yeah, and, and I think it's healthy because the baseball gods will bring you down to your knees. If, if that's why you don't bet on baseball. There's you. We've had 100 teams entering the playoffs, get knocked out in the first round. We've had teams that were the underdog that wound up running the whole thing and upsetting everybody. We backed in the playoffs, you remember that one sure. year, where we couldn't win a game in September. 2000, both and, years. And, uh, and, and next thing you know, so uh, it's so unpredictable. Momentum can change. I still remember the year in 04 where we were in Fenway oh Park, got God. three games to none. And I remember and driving we, home that Saturday night to do my football show from Fenway, and I'm listening to the Red Sox fans saying, we will never beat this team, 19-8 in game three. The next night, ninth inning, we know the walk, the stolen base, the single, and the whole series. Series turns. can change completely. John Olerud gets hurt there. Uh, maybe that whole series Clark is different. Clark ball. doesn't have exactly yep. Tony Clark. And uh, the people who intimately remember all this stuff realize yep. that in every pitch sequence, in every inning, any defensive side, no matter what, you know, it can all change, and the momentum changes immediately with it. So nothing, you take nothing for granted, and you assume nothing. But it's funny. Uh, does it make you overreact, or do you not have to overreact to what happens in the postseason? Like someone said to me today driving in, if the Yanks don't win, they'll have to do something major. If they don't win this year. And I say, no, hey, they won 100 games. They had a good team. In the postseason, you can't look at it like you're going to bomb your team based on what happens in a postseason. The one thing I, I, I'm – we're very process oriented and you know we always try to attack our areas of of deficiency or weakness and and if mistakes get made anywhere here there anywhere we we're honest with them we deal with it and then ultimately we take our dance step from the owner Hal Steinbrenner and uh and affect change when when and if he ultimately wants it and so 
you know, we'll see how it all plays out. It does out, make you realize how special 96 to 2000 was to have a team that could do to win all those World Series games in a row, to win all those postseason games. It is a we lived through it. It's a remarkable thing when you go back and look at how good that team was. And that's why they call them dynasties. You don't they don't come along very often, and when they do, you just have to appreciate them. Well, listen, good luck. Thanks Thank you, very friend. much. Good I to see it. you, Brian Cashman. Back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.